Can you say jack of all? Jack of all. Good job, baby. Oh, how cute is that, huh? That's my daughter Tatum. Isn't she cute? Well, actually, you don't know. She could be ugly as all get out and just have a sweet voice. I know a lot of ugly people with sweet voices, but tell you what, she checks both categories. Sweet voice and sweet face. That precious angel. Uh, all right, here's a question. How do you teach kids to have an imagination? How do you teach... And, you know, I think if somebody asked me this... I would probably say this is probably the common answer for just jaded adults is you don't have to, right? Um, that they generally have an imagination. They have creativity. You just pretty much have to create an atmosphere that doesn't stifle it, right? Just don't screw things up, man. They're doing just fine. Stay out of their world. Um, but I have to think... That there are ways to accentuate it. There are ways to help that. There are ways to kind of booster the creativity or imagination. Uh, here's really what I'm wondering. <laughs> uh, is TV good at all? Stick with me here. I know what psychology says about screen time, and I completely agree. Uh, I know that reading books is better. I completely agree. But I wonder, is there any place for it at all? Because one of the big issues, from what I can tell, is this. Is the balance of what is versus what could be. Right? That's a huge piece of this imagination creativity discussion. Is uh, what plays into what. So no great inventions ever in the history of time printing press or electricity or airplanes like none of that came about by just kind of shifting things that were right it's from an imagination of what could be um, by the way I read the other day that the first airplane was 1903 by the Wright brothers which is like a little over a hundred years ago for the first prototype is that not crazy? Can you imagine what will be in another hundred years? That's crazy. Uh, but actually, that's my point. How much of imagination is completely original and how much is progressive? Right? Kind of like built on the shoulders of what's come before you. Because no doubt there have been innovators who have creativity, to just conceptualize things with no back trail, right? They look at a blank canvas and they just see this future masterpiece. Uh, that's, that's who Walt Disney was. In fact, I heard a story that when he was developing Disney World, uh, he would just walk down like a dirt path, nothing around it, and he would just start saying what he quote-unquote saw. And a team of people behind him were just scribbling like crazy on notepads as this once-in-a-generation innovator just, he's just walking and conceptualizing. He can see things before they have, it's just, um, not a lot of people have they, that creativity. I, I know I don't. 
If you show me a blank canvas, I'm paralyzed. I don't know where to start, right? There has to be like a frame of reference for me. So I think logically, I'm thinking that movies and TV shows are doing a service to my kids um, because I think, you know, those shows are so creative that that has to be stimulating their creativity. Um, even as I'm saying that, I'm, I know there's some faulty logic there, but uh, I think that there is some of that, right? Yes, playing make-believe in our house is awesome, and couch cushions being rocks and the carpet being lava is great imagination. They also have to know what lava is, right? And, I don't know, whether it's from books or a show, I'm just thinking logically there has to be an element of tools or knowledge or framing to give a little structure to the imagination. You know what I mean? Like different colors for a painter, for example. The more colors you have, the more imaginative and creative you can be in your artwork. Or maybe like um, maybe like a piano player. <laughs> I know there's a word for piano player, but that word doesn't work well over podcast. <laughs> so I'm just going to say piano player. <laughs> so somebody looks at a piano, and sure, you can tinker around and you know, do whatever, but when you start learning more and more of what's possible, you know, when somebody shows you the C major scale, it opens your mind a little bit, and you say, oh, even more is possible. Then you start to learn more things and little differences, like the Mixolydian mode and just little nuanced differences, and it opens your mind a little bit more. And so, yeah, I wonder if somebody doesn't have anything to progress from, or any of those, what I'm calling right now, tools, um, what would their imagination look like, right? What would the imagination from somebody locked in a room, what would that look like versus a kid who had some whatever that is? I'm calling it shaping. So, yeah, I'm just saying that I've never thought, turn that stuff completely off, just because of that one reason is, I think a little bit of it gives them some tools or some different colors to paint with. However, let me also say, I recognize that a lot of time, the shows are just doing the thinking for you. That's the danger. is when they're doing the, the creativity for you and now you're not engaging that part of your brain. Right? It's being creative so you don't have to type of thing. And... Another danger is that it is constantly forming more and more what could be into what is. Um, here's why I got into this. Speaking of Walt Disney, I told you guys that I've been showing my kiddos all the old Disney movies. Well, we finally got to Mary Poppins. And let me say first, in all seriousness, I think that Dick Van Dyke is probably top 10 most talented people who have ever lived. At least in show business. Like seriously. he The guy is, he's just magical, man. He really is. His physicality, not just his dancing, but his physicality blows me away. I don't know that I've ever seen anybody with that sort of physical presence on screen. Um, 
go back and watch the original Mary Poppins and just watch him. The choreography is not easy by any stretch. Uh, and in fact, the choreography almost seems to be created specifically for his body type. But it's so second nature, his movement and his dancing, uh, that he is acting, right? Sometimes comedically, sometimes not. But he's acting and evoking different emotions through facial expressions and small theatrical decisions while delivering this insane dancing. He's just, he's, he blows me away, man. He's one of a kind. And Julie Andrews, who's another hero of my youth, uh, Sound of Music's maybe my all-time favorite movie, but I don't know. They just both are able to either sing or dance and not look like they're trying. They're, it's incre- it really is an incredible movie. Um, but one of the scenes is, if you remember this, Dick Van Dyke plays a guy named Bert, and he is doing all these street paintings. And so they come up to one of Bert's street paintings, and they jump into the painting. Um, and now it's they are flesh, they are real people, but the whole world that they're in is cartoon. And as soon as it happens, my son, Gage, my oldest son, asks me, he goes, Dad, what just happened? And I said, oh, they're just pretending. Now, I wasn't bummed that I answered that, and I'm still not sure what I would have said differently. It wasn't like a a horrible parenting moment. But Gage latched onto that statement for some reason, and he started asking that question for everything. Dad, is that real, or are they pretending? Uh, The chimney sweep scene, you know, the step in time uh, scene, and, you know, some of the chimney sweeps would shoot out of the chimneys. Dad, is that real, or are they pretending? And it just put me in, like, a real dilemma. (laughs) Because I didn't want to attribute, like, everything that was fanciful or stretching the imagination of what is possible as pretend, you know, anything that's cool and, and out there and creative. I don't want to say, oh, that's the pretend world, that that's not possible. Um, yeah, it's, I didn't want to kill that side of him. I remember being a kid and I was playing this game with my bro. We were driving and every car that we saw that we liked, we'd call it. So if I saw a car, I'd be like, oh, I got that one. And then... You just had to call it before your brother did, pretty much, and then it was yours. And we're so we're calling these different cars, and oh, I got the blue one, I got that one. And then all of a sudden, my dad, <laughs> in all seriousness, gets frustrated and goes, I mean, guys, this is this is ridiculous. Where are you gonna find a garage big enough for all these cars? And even as a kid. I was like, oh, mood killer, right? Uh, And so that's why I had so much trouble with that question. Is this real or is this pretend? Because childhood is supposed to be a time when the line between make-believe and reality is blurry. You know, it's the Calvin and Hobbes effect. Where you just, your imagination, you you just aren't really sure where one ends and the other begins and you get to be free of the jaded message of the real world. And if you want to, man, you can spend your whole day in a 
bubblegum castle, you know, with moats, with crocodiles, and you get a, you get to be a kid. We spend the rest of our lives with nostalgia for the simpler times. And I don't know, if this is the simpler times of my kids' lives, I want to do what is best to nurture creativity and imagination. So not only that for them, but I need that spark too, right? You need that. So we we all do. Um, Speaking of the jaded mentality, at some point, being a quote-unquote dreamer was vilified, you know? Somehow that got a bad rap. And most of us have just kind of narrowed down our scope of what is possible. We've narrowed it down so far that we've created like a hamster cage for ourselves. And we just don't dream or imagine and we're not creative anymore. So I say let's start awakening the dreaming side of ourselves, right? Let's get back to the creativity that we had as kids. And for me, next time, instead of commenting on how the couch cushions aren't going to last very long if we step on them. Instead of that, man, I better get my tush out of the lava and join my kids in Bert's street painting or whatever beautiful world they have created. Um, Because who knows what those kids are going to come up with today and in 20 years. So, um, yeah, short-sighted perspective would say that reality is what is. I would say that reality is what could be. And it's because of people who have thought that way that we get to enjoy the wonderful things that we do. And so let's be dreamers, not ones that want to narrow down the scope of reality. I'm looking right now at a notepad that's on my desk. That was a gift from my friend Polly that says, think big. And, uh, and we have a God that that thinks way bigger than we ever could. And so let's start to stretch our imaginations, not reduce them down in a jaded world. So a little bit of inspiration today. And uh, yeah, hope you have a great one. We'll try again tomorrow.